Praise the Lord, beloved people. This is Repent North America, and I'm your host today, Senior Pastor Trey Sawyer from Maryland, USA, and we're all led in the United States by the blessed Senior Archbishop Louis Lupo, who is also the General Overseer of North America, and all the altars and churches of the Lord and the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness are under the authority and the direction of the mightiest, mightiest prophets of Revelation 11, the one who prophesied coronavirus and has left the earth on their knees. Today in this episode, we're going to look at the powerful service that just happened on March 31st, Wednesday, during the global midweek service on the YouTube Repent and Prepare the Way, and how it pertains to the church in North America. Without any further delay, we'll get straight into the message. That is where the problem is with the present day church. No. That's why many of them will not see the kingdom of heaven unless they repent now. They listen to this voice and repent. Because they don't like the persecution the Messiah went through. So they don't like following the footprints of the Messiah, following the Messiah. Isaiah 53 verse 3 says, He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people should hide their faces. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. He surely took up our pain and bore our infirmities and suffering. So the Lord was making an invitation for us to follow him into the travail, into the rejection the persecution by this world. Amazing. He says in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like one who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. He says no. It cannot be a superficial Christianity. He's saying do what the word says. So when he says pick up your cross and follow Jesus he meant total submission to Jesus to the extent that you even do the word. Not just hear the word but do the word, what the word says. Total submission to Christ. And Christ was about to go to the cross. He was about to pick up his cross and go to the Calvary. Then he tells the church, whosoever does not pick up his cross and follow me, it says is not fit to be my disciple. Cannot be born again. Cannot be my follower. Cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Total submission to God is the call we have. And that's why in the book of James chapter 4 verse 7 it says submit yourselves then to God submit yourselves then to God 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And so when he says, take up your cross and follow him, he essentially meant total submission to him, handing over your life to him. Total submission to Jesus. If you look at John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them so total submission to Jesus the life of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus. And then total obedience to Jesus. So these two issues of submission and obedience, obedience become the major problem that the present day church has encountered. They don't want to fully submit to Jesus. And they don't want to obey the Lord. That's why in the book of Acts chapter 5. Verse 29 he says this. Peter and the other apostles replied. They are, remember they are before the Sanhedrin. Okay. Peter and the other apostles replied. We must obey God rather than human beings. You can imagine this is the same tribunal that has just sentenced Jesus to death. So when the Lord said in the book of Luke 14, 27 that whosoever does not pick up his cross and follow me, he really spoke much on the matter of submission to Christ and then totally obeying obedience to Christ. The miracles are all over. We have an avalanche. There are major miracles that took place in Brazil. The doctor has even testified on Friday is going to be a major day. We're going to bring all of them together from the healing service of March 19th. And it looks like the doctors keep saying the same thing across the world. In Finland, there are big miracles. The doctor says, I cannot explain this. There is no textbook to read on this. And then also in Kenya, the doctor says, I cannot explain this. And also in, in Brazil and in South Korea. So Friday is very big revival night here. The doctors coming out and saying exactly that. That they do not know how to explain this. This must be a wonder from God. And then today you saw the senior doctor in Eldoret. Saying that what happened to Mama Nancy Mucheru is the wonder. He cannot explain it because it's a permanent brain damage. She had a permanent brain damage that cannot be cured. What the blood pressure did to the brain. And he explained that because of the cranial cavity, the brain, the, the brain is limited space. When there is so much pressure, it is the blood vessels that rupture. So you end up with clots, he says, in very critical areas that cannot be operated. And so, all that is happening. Cripples are walking. 
Just a few days ago, the crippled baby stood up and walked. The blind are seeing from Zambia all the way to Kenya and South Sudan. And you saw in Russia, deaf ears pop up and it's going to be very big here. They have testified in a big way. But what is all that for? The Lord is pointing at the coming of the Messiah. And that's why this message is very critical. How then do you prepare? Aware of that, seeing the latter visitation, knowing that the Messiah is coming, how then does one ought, ought one to live? Does one have to prepare? And he says in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, turn with me there. In this very short service tonight, Matthew chapter 10, I'm reading 34 to 39 if I reach there. Do not suppose that I have come to I have come to bring peace to the earth. I do not come to bring peace but a sword. Then he says, For I again, for I have come, I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. And a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household, his own family. Then it says, verse 38, whosoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Then it says, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. The Lord calls for obedience to this word. He says, total submission to him. By following him, he meant totally submit to him. And then, totally obey him. Total obedience to Jesus. The present day church has run into a lot of headwinds, a lot of challenge in fulfilling these two very important aspects of Christian salvation. Total submission to the Lord and total obedience to the Lord. In fact, they are totally unsubmitted and totally disobedient. When the Lord says we should follow him, and submit to him, follow him, follow his teachings. What does he imply? He implies Matthew chapter 5. And he says, Blessed are you when you are, when, again, blessed are you when people insult you and you are persecuted and, uh, and falsely, people falsely, again, let me just read it this way. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say kind, all kinds of evil against you because of me. If the Lord has really called you, you must suffer this in this life. The things I've read here. You must be insulted by this generation. And he says you must be persecuted too. And they must falsely accuse you. They must point a false finger at you accusing you. This is what is calling us to live to when we follow him. And when he says to submit before him, he says from verse 3, say, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So he says to submit and obey these teachings, 
the beatitudes na hivyo basi wakati anaposema kwamba tujisalimishe kikamilifu kwake anamaanisha kuanzia mstari wa tatu ya kwamba heri walio maskini wa roho kwa maana ufalme wa mbinguni ni wao hivyo basi anamaanisha kwamba tulazima tujitiishe na kusalimisha kwa hizi sifa and so kwa hivyo my question to you is this swali langu kwenu ninyi ni hili the three most important aspects of following jesus vile vipenge vitatu vya muhimu kabisa vya kumfuata yesu have you observed them Have you fulfilled them? Number one. Jambo la kwanza. Total submission to the Lord. Kujisalimisha kikamilifu kwa Bwana. Number two. Jambo la pili. Total obedience to the Lord. Kujitisha kikamilifu kwa Bwana. Number three. Jambo la tatu. Total persecution for the Lord's sake. Kuteswa kikamilifu kabisa kwa ajili ya Bwana. Those are the things the present day church does not want. Na hiyo ndio mambo ambayo kanisa la sasa hivi hawataki kabisa. Nobody today wants to be persecuted. Hakuna mtu leo hii ambaye anataka kuteswa. The book of Romans chapter 8. Kitabu cha Warumi sura ya 8. Turn with me there. Yaukeni pamoja nami pale. Romans 8 blessed people I may I may finish with those three important aspects. Kitabu cha Warumi sura ya 8 watu wabarikiwe uende nimalize na hivyo vipengee vitatu. Total submission. Kujisalimisha kikamilifu total obedience Utifu kamilifu and then total persecution Alafu mateso kamilifu Romans chapter 8 I'm reading 18 Kitabu cha Warumi sura 8 nasoma 18 It says Anasema I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us Hallelujah Hesabu mateso yetu ya wakati huu kuwa sikitu kulinganisha na utukufu utakaodhihirishwa kwetu Hallelujah So he's saying when You pick up your cross. You are totally sold out to Jesus. Kwa hivyo anasema kwamba wakati ambapo unachukua msalaba wako mwenyewe kikamilifu umejiuza kwa Yesu. When you encounter the Lord and become born again, that ought to be your DNA. That ought to be the inner mainstream of your life. You have given up your life, taken up the life of Christ. Hivyo basi wakati ambapo unakutana na Yesu na kujisalimisha kikamilifu kwa Yesu, hiyo paswa kuwa chemichemi yako ya ndani, ile chembechembe ya ndani kabisa ndani mwako, ya kwamba kikamilifu umejisalimisha kwa Yesu Kristo. Kwa sababu anasema When you are fully now, you, you have totally now taken up the life of Christ. You are living the life of Christ. The old you has been crucified with Christ. Wakati ambapo sasa kikamilifu umeyachukua maisha ya Kristo na sasa ule utu wako wa kale imeondoka kabisa kutoka kwako na umechukua utu wa Kristo. Then there will be no difficulty of you to fall under total submission under Christ. Total submission will not be a problem. It will be part of your nature. Hivyo basi hakutakuwa na ugumu wowote kwako wewe kujisalimisha kikamilifu kwa Kristo kwa sababu itakuwa asili yako. Total obedience to Christ. Utifu kamilifu kwa Kristo. And embracing persecution. Na, Those three will be reigning in your lives. Na kukumbatia mateso, hayo yote matatu yatakuwa yanatawala katika maisha yako. When you pick up your cross. Unapouchukua msalaba wako and accept to be crucified with Christ. Na kukubali kusulubishwa pamoja na Kristo. And he says very clearly here. Na anasema kwa wazi kabisa hapa. That these are the main three things the present day church does not like. Ya kwamba hivi ndivyo vitu vitatu vikuu ambavyo kanisa la sasa hivi hawapendi. And so you see the Lord is bringing correction to this generation. Na kwa hivyo muone kwamba Bwana analeta marekebisho kwa hiki kizazi. He's saying that large crowds were traveling with Jesus. Anasema kwamba umati mkubwa wa watu ulikuwa unasafiri pamoja na Yesu. But you are you aware but are you aware of the cost what it implies what it means to follow Jesus Lucky not just traveling with Jesus coming along no following Jesus being a disciple a follower lakini je unajua kile kinachomaanisha gharama ya kumfuata Yesu sio tu kusafiri pamoja naye wala kuambatana naye lakini kumfuata kwa Mkristo kwa muumini kwa mwanafunzi wake to be a follower of Christ kwa mfuasi wa Kristo You must be totally submitted to Christ. Nilazima ujisalimishe kikamilifu kwa Kristo. You must be totally obedient to Christ. Nilazima uwe mtiifu kikamilifu kwa Kristo. And you must suffer the same persecution Jesus faced. Na nilazima utaseka jinsi vile vile tu Yesu alivyoteseka. They must point a finger at you and accuse you falsely. Nilazima wakonyeshe out of lies. They will cook lies and point at you. Nilazima wakonyeshe kidole kwako na kukushutumu kwa uongo. Falsely. Kwa uongo. They must insult you. Ni lazima wakutusi. Blackmail you, defame you. Wa Everything they did to Jesus must happen to you. Wakudhihaki, wakuharibie jina kila kitu walichomtendea Yesu. 
persecute you. But this present day church has zero tolerance to pain and suffering. That tells you that they have not yet crucified the old person. And then a very important aspect is this. If you are following Christ, so you are living by his life's example. If you are following Christ again, Swahili, I have to repeat this because of Swahili. If you are following Christ, then you have to live by his life's example. And if you are following the life example of Christ, then you must also hate sin. Not just submission and obedience and persecution, but hate sin. And then another thing is that you must step out of your comfort. Like Jesus stepped out of his comfort. For the sake of the gospel. For the sake of Christ. For the sake of God the Father. Another thing. Humility must be in your DNA. In your person. But all these five things I've mentioned off the cuff are things the present day church does not fancy. They don't cherish them. They don't like them. They cannot treasure them. They see no virtue in them. And he says, Na anasema, you must also be heavenly focused. That your focus is totally heaven. Heaven, heaven, and heaven forever. That you must be heavenly focused. If you are now intending to follow Christ and living by his example, those are the important attributes that must be exuded out of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's not easy. When you receive Christ, there is expectation of you. And so you'll see that for you to be able to undertake this, God has to empower you. He has to help you, the Holy Spirit. You must hate goods. Goods. Because at one point he says, go sell all those things, then you can be my follower. Not sell and put in the bank. Go sell and give to the poor. And so this is tremendous. The following of Christ is not a joke. And this is high time we discuss this because these are the benchmarks of entry. We are talking about, these are the, the benchmarks of entry. And we know very well that the coming of the Messiah is near. So it's high time we discuss these things. Have a straight talk. You must also embrace rejection. In the book of Matthew 5, I read a little. Let's go back there, verse 3. Matthew 5.3 says the following. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So he talks of the hungry, the thirsty. So he's really talking about rejection. Those that mourn because of the sinful nature of this life. 
Kwa hivyo anazungumza kuhusiana na wale wenye njaa waliona kiu. Hivyo basi anazungumza kuhusiana na wale wanaokataliwa. Wao wanaombolezea dhambi za ulimwengu huu wa sasa. There's no way they can rejoice when the earth is totally inundated and taken over by sin. Hakuna vile wanaweza kufurahia wakati ambapo ulimwengu umezama kabisa kabisa na kukaa katika dhambi. And then he says in the book of John chapter 6 verse 66. Alafu anasema katika kitabu cha Yohana sura ya 6:66. If we begin verse 6 he says on hearing this many of his disciples said this is a hard gospel. Anasema kwamba katika mstari wa sitini, wengi wanafunzi wake waliposikia jambo hili wakasema mafundisho haya ni magumu. This is a difficult gospel. Haya ni injili ngumu. Who can accept it? Ni nani awezaye kuyapokea? You must face the same rejection Jesus faced even from within your church, within your family, you must be rejected. Ni lazima ukabiliane na ile kukabiliana kule kule ambayo Yesu alikumbana nayo hata ndani ya kanisa yako, ndani ya familia hiyo, ni lazima ukaweze kukabiliana And many disciples look at that aware of that the disciples that his disciples were grumbling about this Jesus said to them Does this offend you Yesu alipojua kwamba wanafunzi wake wananungunika kuhusu mafundisho yake akawaambia je jambo hili limewaudhi And then verse 66 From this time on many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him rejection to the max to the maximum tangu wakati huo wanafunzi wake wengi wakarejea nyuma wakaacha kumfuata kukataliwa kabisa kikamilifu rejection to the maximum kukataliwa kabisa kwa kilele the book of matthew 26:56 kitabu cha matayo 26:56 it says the following anasema yafuatayo matthew 26:56 be there matayo 26:56 geukeni pamoja nami pale but this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might might be fulfilled lakini haya yote yametukia ili maandiko ya manabii yapate kutimia. Then all his disciples deserted him and then then all his disciples deserted him and fled from him. Ndipo wanafunzi wake wote wakamwacha na kukimbia. He's saying if you are following Jesus those must be the hallmarks of your life. Anasema ya kwamba iwapo unamfuata Yesu hivyo ndivyo umepaswa kuwa vipengee kuu kabisa vya maisha yako. When you pick up your cross and follow him Una... his footprints. Wakati unapouchukua msalaba wako na kumfuata kufuata nyayo zake. There must be total submission to God in your life. Ni lazima kuwepo na kujisalimisha kamilifu kwa Mungu katika maisha yako. There must be total obedience to Jesus in your life. Ni lazima kuwepo na kujitisha kamilifu kwa Yesu katika maisha yako. There must be serious persecution in your life. Ni lazima kuwepo na mateso kamilifu katika maisha yako. There must be you rejecting sin. Na ni lazima kuwepo na wewe ukikataa dhambi. You must step out of your comfort. Ni lazima utoke katika starehe zako. You must observe and exude humility in your life. Ni lazima ukapate kudhihirisha na kuweza Kukataliwa lazima kuingia. You must reject goods. Ni lazima ukatae bidhaa amani. Look at how Jesus was being rejected here by his own disciples. Tazameni jinsi ambavyo Yesu alikuwa anakataliwa hapa na wanafunzi wake mwenyewe. Mark chapter 14. Kitabu cha Marko sura ya 14. Turn with me there blessed people. Geukeni pamoja nami pale watu wabarikiwa. Mark 14 before Kit- I come to Matthew 26 again. Kitabu cha Marko 14 kabla nirejea katika kitabu cha Mathayo 26 tena. Mark 14 verse 50. Kitabu cha Marko 14 mstari wa 50. Mariko, Mark, Mark Ma- 14. Marko sura ya 14 verse 50 says anasema, Then everyone deserted him and fled away from him Ndipo ndipo kila mmoja akamkimbia na kumwacha Even Peter rejected him Hata Petro alimkataa And then you see now that is what the Lord is inviting you that are his followers to live If you want to enter the kingdom of heaven he expects you to live that Hivyo basi mwana kwamba hicho ndicho Bwana anawaalika mkapate kuishi kwayo iwapo mnataka kuingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni ni lazima mpate kuishi kwa hiyo So to carry your cross and follow Jesus is not a small thing Kwa hivyo kuubeba msalaba wako na kumfuata Yesu sio jambo rahisi And that's why in the book of John chapter 12 I'm finishing with that John 12 verse 24 turn there with me na ndio sababu anasema katika kitabu cha Yohana 12 namalizia na hilo geukeni pale pamoja nami So verily And very verily verily I say unto you. Anasemea kwamba amen amen nawaambia. Very truly I tell you. Amen nawaambia. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. Isipokuwa mbegu ya ngano ianguke ardhini na kufa. It remains a single seed. 
But if he dies, he produces many seeds. In other words, the real you, the real potential you as a Christian cannot be revealed until you've crucified the old you. You've died to self. Very, very mighty message that happened on March 31st. Wednesday during the global midweek service with the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord. A very timely message, really perfect message during the season where you can tell the Messiah is right at the door of coming. Uh, before we get any further, I want to introduce our guest on the show. Uh, let me introduce you. Amen. My name is Senior Pastor Wade Duperon, and I'm here in uh, Maryland in the United States of America working under Senior Archbishop Louis Lupo. Amen. Welcome, Senior Pastor Wade. The message uh, on Wednesday was really, you know, very, very timely. All the messages are, um, you know, we can't negate the fact that we can't keep in mind the Lord, especially when God of Heaven is only in this ministry. The only direction for preparing the ways in this ministry is not anywhere else. You know, many churches are trying to open their coronavirus, but uh, during this time, we've seen so many mighty revelations the Lord has shared with us, even miracles have been happening and specifically during this teaching that happened on, on March 31st it was very very uh, powerful when the Lord uh, again started teaching about in Luke chapter 14 verse 25 and was talking about that you have to hate family you have to pick up your cross and you have to surrender everything and I want to tie this into the prophecies the Lord, the Lord gave recently during 2021 when the mightiest and mightiest prophets of the Lord saw an earthquake, a second earthquake happened in the United States. And the most shocking thing about that is that we've seen in the, in the services, there's judgment, right? You know, Haiti, Chile, terrible, terrible judgment. Things are falling. People are running for their lives. Yet in America, the prophecy said that people be running out with their dogs. With their dogs. That even in the midst of judgment, they're going to lose their lives. You can see there the earthly attachments to like idolatry and materialism. And, and Jesus says in Luke 14 that, you know, we're supposed to hate ourselves, hate goods, hate family. You know, what would you share with the, with the church in North America? You know, it's so, you know, materialistic, so caught up on the things of the world, yet Jesus has surrendered everything. Is that message for us in your pastor? Amen. Yeah, very much so for us. And in fact, uh, when our blessed Lord and Savior Jesus gave that message to Israel. He knew how much Israel loved their families, how much they gathered at their dinner tables, uh, how much they were all very close together. You could never separate uh, mother from daughter, father from son. And then Jesus came out during that time when everybody was so close to each other, always talking about love and peace, you know, being good, nice to each other. And Jesus came that day and he said, uh, hate your father, hate your mother, hate your children. And he also said uh, that he came to turn mother against daughter, mm. son against father. Mm. And so it does apply very much so to us too because anytime in America we're asked to make a decision between the Lord and our families, we always choose our families. Mm -hmm. Anytime we're asked to make a decision between serving Jesus and pleasing the world, we choose pleasing the world. Mm. We always choose sin, mm. and uh, it's been a nation where we always want to please ourselves, mm. please our stomachs. We invest in the world, mm. we invest in our jobs, mm. and uh, anytime we do something for the Lord, mm. we expect something back in the end. We expect blessings here on earth. How, if I serve Jesus today, Mm -hmm. What will I get for myself tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a very secular, worldly gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's... Uh, when Jesus came and gave us this hard gospel that we should hate our father, hate our mother, yeah. he came with a tough gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's 
because we refused to take it as is, refused to take the bitterness of it, mm. that we started moving away and we said, no, we better uh, change it up and make mm. our own gospel instead. And from there, it just led downhill to the point that now we see homosexual pastors at the pulpit. Mm. We see the careless Christianity in the church today where people are just preaching about money, mm -hmm. feeding the stomach, feeding the flesh, mm -hmm. and uh, that sin has gone virtually unrebuked in the church. Amen, St. Pastor That is very true. It's very powerful you said that the gospel is too bitter, and yet we've taken it and, and changed it. You know, this, this world is always changing so much. People are, are looking for, you know, they're looking for satisfaction, you know. People enter marriages, they're looking for joy, it's not there. Then they go into stock markets, they go into investments, they go to school, and then they want to get a job that says you need a master's degree. They get a master's, then they get a PhD, and then they go yeah. back to that job. It, it's, it's really, you know, life on earth, especially coronavirus, it shows the futility of this earth, that this earth can't satisfy us. That satisfaction only comes from the holiness of the Lord Jesus, but how can we be satisfied, especially in the church when we have the gospel of prosperity, where we're telling people, it's the gospel of Satan, you read it in, in, in Luke chapter 4, the, 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 um, the Lord was tempted by Satan, Satan was even saying, oh, if you bow down to me, I'll give you everything in this world, and that's the sick gospel that we've took inside the church in the United States of America, and yet the same Bible, the same Lord Jesus is saying, hate family, hate goods, you know, the materialism in the United States of America. It, it, it's so terrible. It even reminded me during the time when the 9-11 happened. The solution to fight terrorism was shopping. Really. Like every time there's a problem, we have to buy things. Every time well, something's not right, we have to fix it with money. The mo money will not enter us and to deliver us to the kingdom of God. And what you said to your pastor away is very true. You have to hate uh, your family. You have to hate uh, all those things that force you to compromise. And that's nothing other than what this church is defined by, which is compromise. We're always compromising the word, always compromising the gospel. Whenever you're in, at work and people say, don't preach Jesus, people rather take the promotion than preach Jesus. Mm. It's really, you know, it's very sad. And, you know, we need to repent in North America, even in ministry, that we can't put Jesus in our back pockets and have our own time for the Lord and then the rest is our time. You know, so it's, a, it's very true what you say. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, you know, the message was very powerful. It mentioned that if you want to follow Jesus, you need total, total submission and obedience. And, you know, this generation of churches, it's the problem of the will. They're not willing to exchange their will with the will of God. Why is that team as well? Well, uh, the mightiest prophets came out very powerfully past couple services and uh, they told us that they're not asking us to do anything that they themselves aren't doing or that the Messiah didn't do. Mm. Anytime an impediment came to the mission of God, anytime somebody came to, to stop the mission of the Lord, Jesus told that person, get behind me Satan. Mm. And he said it to his own disciples, the people close to him. Mm -hmm really his only supporters. These were the same twelve mm -hmm. that uh, in John chapter 6 verse 60 mm -hmm. everybody left because Je Jesus told them if you want to follow me you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. Those were the only twelve that stayed behind. Mm -hmm. And then that same person he tells him get behind me Satan. Mm -hmm. When our natural American self yes. we would think that these are the only people listening to me. We should treat them good. Um, we should treat them well. We should. And, uh, but no matter what, mm -hmm. even if these people are, have a record of serving the Lord, yes. when it comes to the mission of God, any time they're stopping it, they need to be rebuked. And it's the devil working through them. He called them, mm -hmm. get behind me, Satan. To submit to God, we must put everything else aside and choose Jesus first prioritize him first above anything else mm -hmm. above even our own self he said hate father hate mother mm -hmm. and he also said pick up your cross daily and follow me mm -hmm. it means putting all of ourselves aside mm -hmm. and just putting the mission of the lord first amen very well said it's true that you have to hate even yourself you said something interesting that you know 
the American church, you know, they've taught it. We thank God the mighty mighty prophets of the Lord Jesus sent them to the earth. We all would have been doomed to apostasy and sin and hell, eternal hellfire. You know, during the time before the Lord allowed me to even be to know that Elijah's walking the earth, you're you know, we're going to church as usual, the things going to enter entering heaven. And then you see things that you know they don't things don't line up. And the biggest thing was the abuse of grace. Mm. You know, nowhere in the Bible is the abuse of grace talked about like it's something that you need to gain more grace. Paul talks mm. about it in Romans six. Oh. But you see in the church, it's like even on global Christian TV, God is so much love, sweet Jesus, all this stuff that okay, you can say, you know, God loves sinners, this is why he brought to Jesus. Stuff like ridiculous, ridiculous gospel, something is totally anti Christ. And then you see, like you said, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, to his own disciples. He didn't see his disciples as his only supporters. There were many, many disciples before uh, you read in, I believe it was John 6, where they all deserted him after they realized it was a tough gospel. But the 12 stayed with him. And even when they started putting the kingdom of man before the kingdom of God, the Lord Jesus rebuked him. He didn't cater to their sins. He didn't say, oh, they're a work in progress. You know, they're working out their salvation. It's all right. He rebuked him straight and he dealt with it straight. And, you know, I think that's the problem in, in the church in North America is that we tolerated sin, even in our own lives, you passed away. Yeah, I've read the Bible and I never see a place in the entire Bible, mm. cover to cover, where Jesus came and he said, mm. uh, no, let's take it easy on them. Maybe they'll repent. Maybe mm. they'll take this gospel and they'll receive Jesus. Mm. Never do I say anybody see anybody in the Bible saying those words it was always a bitter gospel and you you take it or leave it yeah it, it was uh it forced you with the choice of mm. taking salvation putting everything aside mm. or you go to hell yeah yeah like you said in the church it's been a terrible situation and it all started from we heard the bitter gospel mm. and we didn't want to take it mm. we heard jesus said put all these things aside and choose jesus first and then we we looked at our money and our bank accounts and we said, I have to give up all these things. Yeah. Looked at our family members that weren't born again, leading yeah. us to hell. Mm. We said, no, we, we love these things too much. Mm -hmm. We liked our obesity eating mm. all the time. Mm. Shoved, you know, mm -hmm. the way we live in America. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, never refused to fast. Mm. You know, we saw Jesus fast 40 days, 40 nights, and we can't even drive fast for a single day. We, the Church of America, just took these things out of the Bible, mm -hmm. and it was much easier to just start preaching prosperity for there because mm -hmm. we knew that the full gospel we just couldn't take. So then, at that point, yeah. if we can't take it all, we might as well just compromise. You know that is very true. I think that's the problem. They take the scriptures in the church, the American church, the pastors, the bishops, the people even anoint themselves apostles, false apostles. They take the scripture and they take the, only the sweet ones. They don't take the ones that talk about holiness, where it's the bitter, rugged truth against the flesh, because the gospel, the, it's supposed to crucify the flesh. That's the heart of the gospel, is the cross. You know, the blood is the power. So without the cross, essentially we're atheists inside the church. And the cross, you know, the people who follow the cross, you have to crucify your flesh. And it's true. They don't even think fasting more than one day is possible. You can die or something. They say these things, but you know what I found when in in, in this ministry, with the revelations of Elijah. I thank I thank God very very much for them, really, because we used to read the Bible and interpret it ourselves. We used to read books to try to answer the Bible. We used to listen to people with those false Christian books at those bookstores that people are buying. And he used to take that as, okay, this is what this scripture means. But when the Lord Jesus really meant surrender everything. And you tie it into that with Matthew 6, 33, where it seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the only way. The Lord, the Bible is not a metaphor. It's not a simile. It, it is the Lord God writing himself in every single letter will be fulfilled. And the Bible says that not even one dot will be moved. And heaven and earth pass away, but the words never pass away so it is very very true um, we take scriptures for our own liking Paul even says in, in the word that we twist it for our own destruction and that's what you mm -hmm. see
that, you know, some people we, in the United States and Canada, we, we say, okay, okay, uh, Timothy drunk wine, he can drink wine. Or Jesus drunk wine, it's alright to drink wine. Or, or marijuana, it's, it's made by God because the plant doesn't smoke it. All this perversion of the word. And that's the reason why you see in December 22nd, 2019, the cloud of God came because he was judging people for how they've handled his word, how they've handled his mighty's mighty's prophets. And we haven't done it well. And look at the coronavirus now. Half a million in the United States are dead alone. And these people are not coming back. See your pastor away. What do you think the message is for, for us in North America? This is our condition. What do we need to do that, that we enter the kingdom of God? Amen. Well, Jesus said, walk the narrow path. Hmm. It, was, it was always clear that not many were going to take it. Hmm. So we might have to turn against our family members and just choose Jesus first. Hmm. Set aside the things of the world. Uh, and set aside our bank accounts. Hmm. Because the Mightiest Prophets told us very, it was very powerful, they told us not that we need to tolerate the goods, but that we need to hate them. So the things of the world that we set up in our lives, gold we have, the nice clothes, the nice cars, the nice houses, all those things were to not sell them and put it in our bank account, but get rid of it completely, or give it to the poor, give it to someone who needs it. And... uh, Instead of investing all of our treasures here on earth. Amen. And, uh, because it's an easy thing to say, I received Jesus. Mm. But it's different to Mm -hmm. set aside all the things that come with Christianity. Mm. Set aside all the the love of money, Mm. all the sexual sin. Mm -hmm. Because in America we think that, you know, you can just... Please yourself and please the flesh and it will all go well with you. I heard that gospel before that live happy here, live happy in eternity. Mm. Please yourself here and you'll live good in heaven. Yeah. Why is there? Why is it a problem to do nice things? Jesus wa- wants us to be happy. Mm. God wants us to be happy. Mm. But he never told us that. Jesus never promised anything good coming to the earth. Yeah. He always told us that destruction was coming he, we, you can read Matthew chapter 24 yeah. and see that he prophesied uh, destruction to the temple he prophesied plagues, disease uh, same thing Revelation chapter 6 mm. Jesus never told us anything good was coming to the earth mm. and he never told us that we were going to have a good time on earth either Amen. he told us in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world Jesus did come with grace. He did come as a loving God to uh, mm-hmm. love us and lead us to heaven, which has good. We have good things in heaven. That's where our reward is. It's not here. Mm-hmm. So He came with grace, mm-hmm. but we can't say that now because He brought us grace. Now He tolerates sin. Mm-hmm. He brought us grace so that we could turn away from that terrible gospel we were living in. Mm-hmm. Now, now make a 180 degree turn and walk in the bitter gospel that he gave us in the first place. Very well said. Couldn't be put any other way. There's no two ways about it. Salvation is a one way traffic, really. You, know, you can't say you repent and then you go back and do something. It's, it's a, that's the you know, false repentance, which is tears, sackcloth, and, and you go back feeling bad and you go back and do the same thing. The Bible says, make every effort. Make every effort to be at peace with everyone you know, That's not a, a sin. The Lord really means make every effort because without holiness, no one's to the Lord. So it's true. We need to repent in the United States of America, starting with ourselves. We need to repent nationally. You know, the entire continent. We need to repent for everything we've done. There's so much abortions daily. So much dead bodies. We, we, we steal people's lands, even from when the, the first uh, settlers came here. You know, taking land from Native Americans, killing them. The bloodshed is the history of blood. And, you know, the only way that bloodshed can be cleansed is through fire. So, uh, yes, we truly, truly need to repent. Uh, thank you very much, dear Pastor Wade, for coming on the show today. It was a very much great honor and blessing to have you here. And thank you so much, Senior Pastor Wade. It is indeed time to repent mm-hmm. and to follow the voice of the two most glorified, mightiest prophets of the world. Mm. 
and drop all our liars in the church, mm-hmm. all our false prophets, mm-hmm. all those false teachings. Mm-hmm. There's no other ministry on the face of the earth yeah. except this one. Mm-hmm. There's no CBN, TBN, Daystar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to drop all of them. It's time to drop everything else and follow mm-hmm. only strictly the two mightiest prophets of the Lord. I don't know how I can make it clear, but this is the only voice on the face of the earth. There is no other. Amen. Let's take this opportunity as a nation to repent. There's no other services on the face of the earth except the Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday services led by the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord. Thank you so much. Blessed Senior Pastor Trey. Amen. Thank you very much, Senior Pastor Wade Dupay, Run from Maryland Altar, United States of America. And if you heard the message, it's your first time hearing the message. Not my message, the message from the mightiest, mightiest prophets that you heard earlier and it's touched your heart. Just repeat this short prayer to surrender your life to Jesus afresh, even if you're a Christian but you realize you've fallen. Just repeat these words after me Mighty Lord Jesus, I repent, I have sinned against you, and I am a sinner. Please, Lord Jesus, Wash me of all my sins and cover me with the blood of Jesus. I repent for being filthy before your eyes, Lord. I repent for being a sinner. I repent for not being following your standards of righteousness. On this day, I receive you inside my heart as my Lord and Savior. As you command my footsteps into the kingdom of God, and in the mighty name of Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I'm born again. Amen. So if you said that prayer, blessed people, the best decision you've ever made in your life. Continue following the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord, the service of the Lord on Repent Prepared Away every Wednesday and every Friday. You can hear it on JesusLordRadio.info. You can always make time for the Lord. And to find a holy altar, even though the church is not meeting, we still have online fellowship for the Ministry of Repentance Holiness in the USA. You can find a local altar near you all across the North America, from Canada, from the US, uh, from West Coast to East Coast, on repentusa.net for all the United States altars of the Lord, and repentcanada.ca. And you'll connect with the pastor near you that will be teaching righteousness and holiness and repentance leading to the kingdom of God. It's really been a great privilege today especially to get to uh, ventilate on the powerful messages of the Lord. No one can miss, as you've heard from Senior Pastor Wayne. Please tune into these services because the Messiah is coming and we need to prepare the way. Again, I've been your host, Senior Pastor Tresor, and it's been a great privilege and humbling and an honor and a blessing. Until next time, Shalom.